all right everybody welcome back to the show here we are the kansas city chiefs do it again back to back super bowl champions uh it's only fitting it's only fitting we've been riding with them all year um I think the lowest I had them in the top 10 was three. The belief was always there. You got Andy Reid. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Travis Kelsey. You got Chris Jones and LeJarrius Sneed in that defense doing what they have to do with Spags calling the plays. And the fact that they got here is crazy. I kept saying that it was, the playoffs were going to go one of two ways. They could only go one of two ways. <laughs> and that was simply they lose to the Dolphins round one or they win the Super Bowl that was always my thought and they did it they went all the way and won maybe arguably the best Super Bowl the most the craziest Super Bowl um, I'm trying to think maybe the Nick Foles Brady Super Bowl or uh falcons but the falcons didn't even really put up a fight in the end um but this is up there this is definitely up there with one of the best super bowls of all time just a great game all around and i think i think the best way to do this is to just hop straight into the game you know um well first let's go to my pre-game thoughts i have some notes and uh one of the notes that i had going into this was Man, a lot of the media pregame were really riding with the Chiefs so hard. You would have thought that the 49ers were, weren't the favorites, that they were the underdog going into this game the way everybody was talking about it. Just um, magically, you know, now all of a sudden after this playoff run, people believe that the Chiefs receivers won't fumble and drop balls and do all this. And lo and behold, they kind of did all the old problems kind of snuck back in uh penalties turnovers not a lot of drops i mean maybe one or two drops just a just a a few drops here and there and nothing concerning but um yeah so it starts off the uh chiefs win the coin toss they defer obviously it's pretty typical um so the matchup that everybody wants to see right off the rip the 49ers and the Avengers take the field against the best defense in the NFL. Uh, I would say so. I think statistically they're at minimum top three. So we get to see that right off the rip. And what happens? Christian McCaffrey happens. Christian McCaffrey <laughs> just <laughs> comes out and rips. Let me pull off. Let me pull this up here. Uh, let's find the play-by-play -play so I can get exactly what he did because he just came out and I think they ran it like three straight times um yeah six he hit use check on that on that long pass and then McCaffrey then McCaffrey up the middle for 11 then McCaffrey up up the middle again but guess what he fumbles on the first drive of the game and I couldn't believe it I absolutely cannot <laughs> believe it when I seen that ball just flopping around on the ground out there um Karloftis scoops it up feels amazing right I'm like oh man we're right on this is this is perfect this is right on track to to be some 
to be a, a good game for the Chiefs. And, I mean, ultimately it was, but the Chiefs just kind of come out and install out. Uh, three and out, straight up, which, you know, I can't say is to be expected at this point, but, you know, the offense has been the offense all year, and they haven't been – they haven't been amazing. They haven't been some high-powered offense. They've just been just enough. Even in the playoffs, they've been just enough over and over again. Just enough. And, yeah, they go three and out. Nothing. Nothing going. And um, I think my first thought was – well, let me check my notes. Oh, people were very concerned – uh, about the way that the Niners were moving the ball against the Chiefs, which is fair because I think they, excuse me, they got off probably you know three or four straight chunk plays of ten plus yards, and it was very concerning. But also like, you know, a turnover is a turnover. You can parse it however you want to. A turnover is a turnover. So I was cool with that. Um, but the real problem early on, immediately, as soon as the Chiefs' offense took the field, it was clear and obvious that that defensive line was there to dominate that game. And that's what they did early. Straight up, three and out, I think what they gained, a couple yards, six yards, ultimately. I mean, first play was just stuffed for a few yards and then, you know, uh, a nowhere play to Travis Kelsey and then Pat hits Rasheed Rice for an eight-yard gain. And that's what gives them the six. So it's like, okay, they punt. Uh, my next thought was I well, – let's see. What happens next? Oh, 49ers get the ball. And this is this is the whole thing. Like the whole first half was just defense, defense, defense. Because they hit they, they hit IU on a, on a nice little bomb, and then it's just three and out. They get stuffed. Um, <laughs> like – it was just, I mean, it was a defensive game all the way up basically until the fourth quarter. And then the fourth quarter, everything kind of opened up a little bit. And and offenses, I mean, got flowing is, would, would not be the, the right thing to say here. But, you know, they got something going. Uh, but, yeah, they didn't go three and out, excuse me, by the way. They got two first downs and then ended up punting but like I don't know I just think hold on let me do something real quick uh, I think yeah early on it was it was very clear the Chiefs secondary came to to fuck shit up and the 49ers defensive line really came to to tear things up and I, it really felt like I don't I hate saying it, but it, it almost like the Chiefs just kind of always have seemed to do this like early on, uh, especially s the last two years since Tyreek has been gone. It's kind of been a just an easy start, just a slow start. Let's let's put some concepts out there and see if we can get going outside of the Ravens game. The Ravens game was really the only one where they just came out, boom, boom, firing, going crazy. But here, same thing, typical Chiefs game, start off slow, kind of meander around and and struggle for a bit and um 
I think, yeah, my, I have here in the notes next was, uh, I think it's going to have to be a Mahomes game. That's what I thought in the first quarter. It's going to have to be Mahomes taking over and doing everything. That's what he ended up doing, but we're still here in the first quarter. Uh, so it was crazy. Brock Purdy's first incompletion, I think he completed, what, eight straight passes, and his first incompletion is just a straight ball into the dirt um, to Debo where he just completely – missed let me see if i can yeah hold on let's see if i can play this and not um get copyrighted i'm not making no fucking money off this shit anyway so let's do it oh hold on uh let's see here uh sorry about this for the audio listeners but yeah his first damn hold on what am i okay Yep, there's my notes. <laughs> um, boom. Okay. There we go. Let's pull this bad boy in. So we can see it. But, uh, can't see myself. Hold on. Okay. Now I got it pulled up. But his first his first incompletion is oh, I can't see what the captions are. Two minutes left in the first quarter and let's see. The pocket, he had time. Had a lot of time. And he steps up in the pocket and he just dirts it. That Debo is wide open here. Just completely wide open. <laughs> he just dirts it to him. Second and nine. Uh and I think right after that they they end up well, we can, right after that, I'm pretty sure. Is this the field goal drive? Yes, this is the field goal drive. So they go down on this drive and they get the field goal. And then next, right after that, Chiefs march down the field. Right? Um they march right down the field. Well, first, yeah, Trent McDuffie, man. Uh, I think this was the first showing of Trent McDuffie. Third and long, Debo in the end zone, and he just breaks it up. First team all pro Trent McDuffie. <laughs> Across from who should be, who should have been first team all pro corner, LeJarrius Sneed. Uh, but Trent McDuffie was all over this game it was ridiculous but he breaks up the on third and long he breaks up a pass in the end zone to Debo crazy perfect defense perfect positioning um but uh yeah and I thought I kept thinking Brock Purdy's gonna throw a pick Brock Purdy's gonna throw a pick he's gonna throw a pick it didn't happen uh so the first quarter ends three to nothing it's like okay you hit a field goal right that's cool. And then what do the Chiefs do? Come out and say, all right, we have to put up points to drive. And what do they do? Immediately, a bomb to McCall Hartman. Not the first play, but they, they hit a bomb to McCall Hartman. I think it was 53, 54 yards, something like that. It, it was it was crazy. Like uh, I think that's the biggest play they've had all year, if I'm correct. I 
I'd have to look it. I didn't look it up, look that up, but I'm pretty sure it's their biggest play of the year in the Super Bowl. When you finally, when you need points, you're you're looking, you're down three, and you're like, hey, we need points. Bam, they hit that. But bam, turn right around, fumble. Uh, I think right around this time is when you had the Travis Kelsey bumping Andy Reid and doing that whole thing and people realized that he was upset because he felt like he should have been in and that would have been his man that he blocked blah 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 I don't I don't does the whole um Travis Kelsey yelling at Andy Reid thing concern me not much you know that might just be the relationship they have he might have just he might have been trying to fire him up he might have been yelling him at him to put him back in which do you blame him after that? Like you hit the bomb, you fumble it right at like the ten yard line, and of course emotions are just high. It's a Super Bowl. It, it, it's it's getting chippy because it's a defensive battle in the first quarter. Nobody's getting any any headway here, so I I I'll pass that. But they fumble. The line is getting cooked. Uh, Let's see. They, the defense gets another stop after the fumble. That that is a recurring theme here. The def the Chiefs, the Chiefs' top defense, um, really stepped up here. And I think it gets lost in the Shanahan talk, the Purdy talk, the Mahomes talk. That this defense, essentially every single time that they had to step up and make a stop early and late. The middle of the game got a little weird, but it got weird for both sides. But that defense stepped up basically every time that they were supposed to and did what they had to do, man. Uh, you fumble it in the red zone, and what, are the, what does the Chiefs defense do? Get a stop. Uh, by this point, um, let's see what's coming up next. They punt, we punt again. Straight up, three and out. And at this point, I'm just like, man, this might be one of those 6-3 type of games. And I don't know what, what we're looking at right now. Um, Just one of the greatest offenses ever assembled, the Avengers, the 49ers, versus uh, the greatest quarterback that's ever played the position in the NFL. And it's 3-0, basically, <laughs> like going to the halftime. But... Uh, you know, the 49ers finally put together a nice drive. Let's see what play. I know there's a play in here that I'm I'm missing. Ah, the the Jawan Jennings touchdown. That was that was wild. The fact that they drew up that play is crazy. Uh, a let me get to it. Because that play was wild, man. Like, uh, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Uh, let me make sure. Oh, this is on the up and up. Okay. Let's, let's play this real fast. Oops. All right. 
but the fact what like what I have to look at it again because I haven't really looked at some of these plays in depth. I look I took a look at the second half a little more, but like let, let's go through this real quick. So it's a screen, a double, <laughs> a double pass screen, a double screen pass. How would you just how I don't know exactly how you would say that, but that's crazy. The fact that that they really pulled that off is wild, bro. And thank God for for they need to thank God for seventy four because <laughs> Nick Bolton came through flying. He was he he almost picked he would have picked that off if he didn't get hit. Well, let's see from this angle. Yeah, okay, pass back. Uh, yeah, even Romo said, yeah, if he doesn't hit him, then Nick Bolton is right on top of that. So good play calling from spags again man but it just didn't work out and that's you know that's how football goes sometimes uh let, let's speed along here uh let's see so they go down the chiefs go down kick a field goal they get the ball back makes me feel a little better right it should it should make me feel great okay it's 10-3 we just kicked a field goal we going in we coming out the half with the ball but guess what happens Another turnover. Pat sails it high to Travis Kelsey trying to do some magical shit and just sails it. Uh, I don't know if it's because he jumped a little bit, which I think is what it was. Like he kind of he kind of jumped and was running and, you know, just a weird. A weird play, man. I, I don't know what was going on, like what his thought process was. They almost had a fumble before that also, like opening the drive. It was. Just, ah, just trying to do too much. Um, yeah, like he ran for it. He kind of jumped, and the, the, the bad footwork it, it pops up every once in a while. But yeah, so they throw a pick, which at this point it, it looks like, oh my god, like is this the end of the game? Is it over? Because seventeen three is a lot different than than thirteen uh, ten which is what it ended up being because they throw the pick and then for one, two, three straight drives, three and outs, the Chiefs defense stepped up again. Three and out for a three straight drive. They had a total of negative one, negative one, negative two yards in nine plays. You can't ask for anything much more than that. The Chiefs fit another field goal in there. And all of a sudden it's six to ten, and the 49ers have just punted twice right after the interception. So it was like, oh god, like what is happening now? Um, now here is where I will offer my party thoughts. Let me pull up, pull everything up here. So overall, I don't think Purdy was great. He was very good, but he had. The, the bad stretch he had is the stretch that I think gave the Chiefs confidence because that interception coming out the half should have just been a total momentum swag uh, like just a straight killer it should have murdered any hopes that the Chiefs had of winning this game but that that defense gave it, it's been it's a flip of what's been going on for the Chiefs over the last six years it, it, it just flipped the defense gave the offense hope 
who would if you would have told me that three years ago, four years ago, I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> straight up. I would straight up laughed in your face. I'm like, there's no way unless they rebuilt the defense. Well, guess what? They trade Tyreek, get an extra draft pick, get McDuffie, get Carl Loftus, get Pacheco, get uh Jalen Watson, Josh Williams, the backup corners who funny enough, you never hear about them, which that is like the ultimate thing you could ask for for your third and fourth corner is you don't hear about them or know them this is coming from somebody who had to watch <laughs> who had to watch philip Gaines. like just go google philip Gaines, and you'll you'll find out real fast what was going on uh but yeah so first quarter party goes 10 for 15 123 yards he was carving it up he was going crazy i mean he had a slump in the in the first half too it was a little sketchy but he played he was very good the third quarter is the only spot in the game for me where it's just like, ooh, like even in the fourth quarter and overtime, he was he was making plays and he was he was slinging it and he was like the couple times that he had to to move around and kind of finesse some of the linemen was great. But with all that said, he played very good, right? But very good's not good enough when you have the future goat standing across from you and when you have a third quarter where you go three for 12 28 yards don't convert a single first down McCaffrey has two attempts for five yards and one target and catch for seven yards for a whole stretch of the third quarter now the the some of that a, a couple of those completions one of those completions to McCaffrey uh, is on the drive where they score a touchdown, but that's right as the third. I'm just counting the third quarter because that next that drive where they do score was a great drive, and Purdy was awesome through that whole drive. But because uh, yeah, he went after that as soon as he went the rest of the fourth quarter, he went three for four, forty uh, thirty four yards, then turned back around, went two for three, twenty four yards, and. Like, this is where the game got spicy. But you have that stretch. That is the stretch. 3 for 12, 28 yards in the entirety of the third quarter. And the majority, most of that was on the first couple. Those, like, most of these, those yards and stuff are the first couple passes of the drive where they go score a touchdown. So you take that out. We're talking about the man going, I think it was like 2 for 11 having a couple negative plays here and then you just, all of a sudden you're staring at wait we just punted the ball to the Chiefs got a shutout not a shutout they got like 7 yards make force them to punt the ball again and what happens they muff the punt what do you know they muff the punt and literally the momentum flips like that. And that's what I mean. You can't go three for 12 and abandon running the ball <laughs> because you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and this whole dynasty. Yes, I'll get to that. But you can't do that. Absolutely cannot come away three, four drives with nothing. And then make a huge mistake like that. And they literally, this next play, immediately after the, the the muff punt, 
touchdown to MVS. Now all of a sudden it's 13 to 10. Now this is where I will give Brock Purdy credit. Like I think for me, the conversation has always went in such a way that is, that makes me get demonstrative and, you know, kind of uh, lash out back at, at how I perceive the conversation to be being had over the internet and on TV and all this, where we talk about Brock Purdy, like he is, he's a top five quarterback or he's a top, like he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And to me, I have him floating around. Let's see. I have, I, I had a list here, but I think that was the problem is that when we put him up so high, it gets a little bit weird. So here, here's the quarterback list that I had as of before the Super Bowl. Uh, Patrick Mahomes won. Josh, well, I'll just say it in order. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, C.J. Stroud, Matthew Safford, Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence, and then for me it was a toss up between Brock and Tua and ultimately I put Brock ahead of Tua. And then after that is Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Geno, Baker, Russell Wilson uh to round out. That's 19. I I just didn't put a 20. <laughs> but yeah, so 13, like that's good. But the conversation felt like we were trying to figure out if he was great. And I don't think he's great. I think he's good. He's a solid quarterback. He's right under Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott, right above Tua, Kyler, like in that range where like you're a solid starter. Like if we talk about can he start for the next five, ten years, it's like can Tua start for the next five to ten years? Like I don't know. I think it really all determines like what happens on contract years kind of for a lot of these quarterbacks, for a lot of the guys that aren't Mahomes, Lamar, Burrow, which I forgot to throw Burrow in there. Jesus. So that puts him down even more. See, we're talking about 14, 15, like, because I think Joe Burrow goes right up there at four, basically, you know. So, yeah, you're right there. You're, you're middle of the pack, maybe just above the middle, like, that yes that is a that can be somebody who is a 10-year starter a competent starter in the NFL yeah but it just it's not great and I think uh, that stretch where they went you know three four what is it uh one two one two three straight drives of not being able to get a first down ultimately they go what three for 12 on first down I think that's pretty fitting you go you go three for 12 in that stretch and then you go three for 12 total on third down um yeah chiefs go 50 50 on third and fourth down conversions a lot of those are in the fourth quarter but yeah is he great no is he good yes did he have a he had a very good game he had probably what i would view in totality probably his best game of the playoffs so far because he the last two games the Packers game he had a whole half where he was bad the Lions game he had a whole half where he was bad this game it was just a stretch of three drives basically that spanned an entire quarter where he was just off and that didn't help by the play calling where we didn't even you didn't run to get positive plays hey let's just positive plays you're in the Super Bowl 
that's all it takes. And for me, that was a big uh, point that I was hammering home while watching the game was if the Chiefs can just get positive plays, start off getting three or four yards on first down. That that makes it so much easier, whether it's pass or not. And I understand that the league has gotten in, got, gone in a way where a lot of uh, coaches want to get their, their quarterback started in, on first down, get a short completion on first down, then let's run and see if we can pick up the first down and and do this all over again. If not, then we're at third and short. We can play a little more with whether we're going to run or pass. And I understand the, the concept behind that, but sometimes like when you got McCaffrey and Trent Williams and and Kittle blocking and Debo blocking and and your guys off like I feel like just going back down twelve personnel with a fullback and just hey we're we're just gonna. First play of first down every time. We're we're just gonna bully you. We're better than you. We gonna get two to three yards, and that's all we looking for. And if we set up the play action for second, third, that's what it felt like. It was missing here a little bit. It was a lot of that play action. Like they did a lot of motion, but I feel like that impactful play action was like those plays just weren't there all the way in the second half. Um, now that's not Purdy's fault. That's my whole point was. Purdy had a very good game, and that, that that's that's how I would put it. So, like you know, top fourteen, fifteen quarterback, like yeah, that could be a solid long term starter. That's cool. Uh, franchise defining, franchise altering, all time great MVP caliber quarterback. Absolutely not. And that's the conversation I've been having, at least. Maybe it's been misconstrued a little bit by people watching clips. <laughs> and You know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, like, really good game here. It's just you can't do that. This is we, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and guys that have already won two Super Bowls. They just won a Super Bowl last year. You can't have a stretch where you go three straight possessions and don't score heading into the fourth quarter after they just gave you the interception and they they go interception punt and you have no answer until they score a touchdown then all of a sudden bam you magically not magically but you know what i mean they get everything going i would love to know how, how does that start off incomplete mccaffrey up the middle for five yards Use check up the middle to get the next first down. The next first down is uh, the George Kittle catch, which that was wild. But yeah, so it's like they abandoned, they base essentially abandoned the run, really. And um, I think that was the that was the biggest difference in the game. That and in the middle of that slump that you're having, where you're not running the ball, Purdy's off. The muff punt killed it. It kills it. Then you turn around and you score a touchdown and miss. Well, the field goal gets blocked. Nope. Hold on. Let me pause it. The field goal gets blocked. So now all of a sudden it's not a four point game. It's a three point game. And you have Patrick Mahomes with Harrison Bucker in his back pocket on the other side. And what what do you know? What do you know? Chiefs go down, tied up, field goal, bam. 49ers come back, field goal, bam, they up three. But you gave the man two minutes. Now, if we know anything about Patrick LeVon Mahomes Jr., or the second, however you would like to say it, 
then you know there might we i don't know if we've seen enough a little enough time given to this man oh shit but giving it to him with two minutes not scoring a touchdown and you just kick another field goal it just felt like oof that is not enough you need to score touchdowns here and what do you know Travis Kelsey who by the way one catch one yard in the first half ends up with 8 and 93 ends up with 9 and 93 man goes 8 for 92 yards in the second half uh yeah that's going to hurt in his best biggest play of the year let me see exactly how many yards it is. Third and seven, 16 seconds left on the 33, which would be what? A, a 50-something yard field goal. Pat Mahomes, those are Travis Kelsey on a little drag route. Bam, he takes it for 20 yards. I think if, if I remember correctly, somebody said today it was the fastest uh, he's been clocked running in the last seven years. <laughs> so 10 seconds left you got one more play he incompletes a back shoulder fade to Kelsey and bam they kick the field goal it's tied we go into overtime now a lot of people feel like the 49ers won the toss and with the new overtime rules a lot of people have been going out saying hey I think that was a mistake uh, taking the ball because if you kick the ball to the Chiefs, then when you get it back, you know exactly what you need, whether you need a field goal, whether you need a touchdown. Me, personally, once I heard uh, Kyle Shanahan kind of explain his thoughts on it, it made more sense um, that, hey, we felt like if we go score, they go score, we get the ball back, and it's sudden death when we get it back. The problem is that works if you score a touchdown, you kicked a field goal and your thoughts were, hey, this team that just went just went touchdown, field goal, field goal, and went went twelve plays, sixty nine yards, eleven plays, sixty four yards in seven minutes total combined in those two drives, we're gonna we're gonna get a stop. And the problem was you didn't get a stop. You didn't force him to kick the field goal, and that's game. Now I don't blame the 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 coaching choice to to take to receive the ball. I, I think it's just one of those things of like I don't think you're the the position of going to overtime against Patrick Mahomes was already you already were in a bad spot. No matter what was going to happen, like no matter what choice you made there on the uh, kickoff, like you already kind of fumbled it being up 10 and not even being able to go get an, even another field goal puts this game in a different light where the last chiefs drive, they, they need a touchdown to win. So it hurts the missed point or the missed extra point was really like, that was it also like those two back to back. Those are your back to back drives that's tough or those were the two drives back to back was chiefs punt muff touchdown 
drive down the field quickly, a six-minute 12-play drive that went 75 yards that ended in a the, the extra point getting blocked. It just was one of those, like, I mean, what do you... If you're Kyle Shanahan, it's just small choices. You went a whole, you wasted an entire quarter. That's really the problem here is that like you wasted an entire quarter, the entire third quarter that the Chiefs gave you. That Patrick Mahomes himself threw a pick and gave you, and you wasted it. And the shit came back to bite you in the ass in the end. Not the decision to receive the ball going into overtime. It was that stretch in the third quarter because that stretch in the third quarter is topped off by a Chiefs touchdown because both teams struggled the whole third quarter. But you made one little mistake and that broke open the whole game. And that's it, man. Now you're looking at Patrick Mahomes, three Super Bowls in five years. Three, three, and three and one in Super Bowls. The goat, Patrick Levon Mahomes, the second. Um, you can argue, you can argue all day. You can call me a homer. That's okay. But I think what we are with witnessing right now is the greatest NFL quarterback. That has ever played the game of football. There's nothing that he cannot do. There's nothing that we have seen that he can't do. Do you need him to be explosive and and throw for 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns? Did that first year. Do you need him to be a quote-unquote game manager and just make the right plays and check downs and, and don't make mistakes? He can do that. Um, do you need him to come back, come back down, down seven in a Super Bowl? He can do that. <laughs> do you need him to come back, come uh, mount a comeback down ten in the playoffs? Nine and two, nine and two, went down in playoff games. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on was this is also tied in to the worst offensive year for the Chiefs is also the greatest playoff run of all time I think Uh, I don't know I can go let me see because you beat what some said was I'll say it like this you beat the fastest offense in the league the running gun Dolphins. They scored 70 points this year. Highest scoring team in the league, if I remember correctly. Um, maybe the Ravens were, but regardless. The fastest team in the league. You beat the Bills and Josh and Superman Josh Allen, who a lot of people have argued for the past couple of years. Maybe he's actually maybe he's even better than Mahomes is. Well, beat him. Right? <laughs> uh you go to the Ravens, basically the the hands down best team in the league we gave Lamar the MVP based on the fact that he was the best player on the best team in the league so that bears a lot we you can't say Lamar is the MVP 
without saying that the Ravens were the best team in the league. It, if you're saying anything else besides that, then it just doesn't even. What are you? What? What have you been paying attention to this whole year? Then you go and take on the 49ers and the Avengers, possibly the most, the greatest assembly of talent on one team that we've ever seen, and you beat them in an overtime game in the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, it doesn't. I don't know if there's a better run. I don't think Tom Brady ever had a run like this. I can go look at the postseasons and and we can see if there's been a better run of beating better stretches of teams, but I don't think that there have been. So 0-1, they beat Oakland, okay, 10-6 John Gruden team, eh, okay. They beat 0-1 Pittsburgh. Now, that was a good team. But if I remember correctly, they yeah, they didn't have the quarterback. It was Cordell Stewart, and that was the whole thing. Uh, you beat the greatest show on turf, great win. But is that the, that's not the same. <laughs> that's not the same. 2004, they beat Tennessee. They beat Peyton Manning. And then they beat the Carolina Panthers. Mm-mm, that ain't going to do it. Um, let's see. That was 03, 04. They beat, beat Peyton. Beat the Big Ben Steelers. And beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe that stretch. Maybe that's the one. Uh, yeah, Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb. Big Ben and the wow, they was fifteen and one, and the fifteen and one Steelers, the twelve and four two thousand four Indianapolis Colts with Peyton Manning on a tear. They were number one passing offense in the league that year. Yeah, maybe that is the one that maybe rivals it a little bit. But there's so many I could sit here and do that all day. But me personally, I think. And I don't know all the injuries and everything from back then, but the greatest playoff run of all time, the fastest offense, Superman Josh Allen, the MVP and the best team in the league, and then possibly the greatest assembly of talent on one team that we've ever seen, and you beat all those teams. I think it's the best playoff run. I don't, I mean, DVOA says it's the best playoff run. Points per game, uh, differential or whatever it was, says it's the best playoff run. And I think right now it's tough for a lot of people because they hate the Chiefs. They hate Patrick Mahomes. They hate Travis Kelsey. They hate Taylor Swift being at the games. They, they hate that Ice Spice was at the games. They hate that Patrick Mahomes, that Jackson Mahomes and Brittany and his dad are who they are. Um, and it's just it's tough to deal with that you're watching <laughs> one of the greatest runs and one of the greatest athletes ever play play right now like right now in front of our faces this is what we're watching and it's not it's not Brady because the Brady stuff early Brady at this point we did not look at Tom Brady like he was 
this amazing quarterback that could do no wrong. Not yet. It didn't happen yet. By what? Oh five, oh six. It wasn't happening yet. That oh seven, the the stretch where they didn't win Super Bowls is kind of where Tom Brady became like where we looked at him like a top tier quarterback. More so, like outside of a he just wins, right? He had he, he gained the stats. He had the Randy Moss season and all this and uh they built back up into Tom Brady being one of the best. Right now what we're seeing is a guy that is unstoppable, that is inevitable. And it, it's great. It's great to see it in real time. Um Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, what what do you want me to say? The guy's the go. We you can go over, we can do the stats, and we can do this all day. But um I think what a lot of people do is is um just kind of gloss over these certain things that we that we don't look at. I, I think um uh like I hate doing this, but like for Lamar, like people have been saying that Lamar I heard somebody say Lamar is just oh he's blocked by Mahomes. Well guess what? He's not blocked by Mahomes. He lost to Phillip Rivers, Brian Tannehill, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and now Mahomes. So that's a little, you know, a little different. But uh, I, I I wrote a list that I thought was like an excellent, of course, you know, <laughs> of course I think it's excellent. That's besides the point. I wrote a list of quarterbacks to appear in AFC championships and never return. And for the AFC, it's Ryan Tannehill in 2019-2020, made him once, never made it back. Blake Bortles in 1718, he was 26 years old. He was out of the league a couple years later. Andrew Luck, 2014. 2014 15, he was 25. He retired three years later. Joe Flacco what, is the only other quarterback. He made it in 0809, rookie year, 2012 2013, 2011 2012. And this is all between the time he was 25 to 26. And after that, he made the playoffs twice. Uh, Mark Sanchez. 2010 2011 2009 2010 he was 24 25 he never played in the playoffs ever again philip rivers made it one time in 07 08 he was 27 never made it back again jake Plummer in 05 06 he was the oldest one on this list he's 31 and he never made it back to the afc championship again um uh mike vick 0405, 24 years old, one of the most electric players that we've ever seen play the game. He never made it back to an NFC championship ever again. Colin Kaepernick made it twice, 2011, 2012. They made it to the Super Bowl, and he was out of the league shortly afterwards. Now, you know, some people will say it's the Black Lives Matter stuff. I have a tendency to believe that regardless of that's what's happening, he was he was on the bench at that point anyways. So, uh, Jared Goff. 17, 18, he was 24 years old. He just made it back. <laughs> it took seven more years to make it back to a conference championship. Uh, Russell Wilson made it in 2014, and they won the Super or they lost that Super Bowl in 14, and he never made it past the divisional round ever again. So I just think that we take for granted all these things right and like we don't want to 
we don't want to really look at at what this is like another thing i did the 20 years of afc championships in the past 20 years since 2004 seven have been hosted in new england three have been hosted in pittsburgh three have been hosted in denver indianapolis once and in baltimore this year and and in kansas city five times so that's one two three four five six different places where the afc championship has been hosted if you look at the quarterbacks it's really one two three four and then lamar this year in 20 years in 20 years Brady's six and one in the AFC championships. Mahomes is three and two. Big Ben's two and one. Peyton is two and zero. Oh, or Peyton is uh has to be four and one. And Lamar's zero oh and one. So, and that's playing at home in the conference championship. So, if you really look at this, we're talking about what is that? Twelve. Uh, Twelve. Oh, that's all twenty. To all 20 years. You take out Lamar this year and you count Peyton as the same one. We're talking about four in 20 years. Four quarterbacks have basically dominated the AFC, including Mahomes now. And I think that is the part where that's where a lot of the majority of the hate comes from. It's just people are tired of seeing that they want parity. They they want all this other stuff and and i think honestly i don't think that's true i don't like big picture perspective i think it's quite the opposite actually because what's happening right now is the nfl through the past five years has been increasing in popularity while a league that has slowly built up more and more parity over the past five six years the nba has been kind of decreasing in popularity and I think a big part of that is the lack of familiarity with casual fans. Casual fans know Patrick Mahomes. Casual fans understand the 49ers, um, the Eagles, uh, Tom Brady, Peyton Man. They understand that there's these staples. And they'll tune in to watch these people. Uh, like with the NBA right now, it's tough for a casual fan to get hype about the possibility of a of a OKC um Knicks finals right like nobody wants like most people will not watch that and I think if you had a version of that where (laughs) where it's Ravens Lions like there's a huge swath of people in America that won't watch just simply based on they don't care and even if you aren't rooting for the chiefs uh there's the taylor swift stuff there's the mahomes stuff people care the people that do care the people that it's funny enough as it is the people that don't really care about football and all that care about this stuff care about the taylor swift and travis kelsey stuff care about uh andy reed patrick mahomes and and all the stuff off field and everything uh I think just having these staples that kind of builds up over time creates a better product. Uh, I think the where the parity has to come in is that like it, this can't just be every like if Mahomes just wins the Super Bowl every year, like let's say the craziest thing possible happens and he just rattles off six straight right now, just four more years 
<laughs> four straight years of just winning the Super Bowl, I think maybe then there will be a little bit of like people are tired. People don't want to watch that necessarily, but people do want to watch greatness. And that's what we watching right now is greatness is early 90s. Michael Jordan is uh, late stage Tom Brady, where it was just inevitable. You knew he was going to do it. He knew he was going to do it. And it happened. And um, <laughs> 15, man, 15 did it again. He got you. He got you. <laughs> and it probably won't be the last time that he gets you. So, yeah, I think that's a good place to cut off. Just doing a little recap, little talk. Probably come back sometime next week and um, kind of get a little deeper into some of the dynasty talk goat talk oh by the way i just want to point this out i'll clip this up um travis kelsey is the greatest tight end in the history of the nfl i don't care about blocking if you're going to tell me that george kittle is better than travis kelsey because he blocks better that's stupid if you're going to tell me that gronk is a better tight end than travis kelsey because he blocks better shut the fuck up stop it that's dumb. When has a pivotal block changed the game? It's happened. But what do you think is more important? A pivotal block for a five-yard run? Or Travis Kelsey taking it 22 yards on a drag route to put his team in the in the field goal range to tie it up and send it to overtime? Or Travis, Travis Kelsey with 13 seconds left <laughs> catching it and running it 20 yards to put his team in field goal range to send him to overtime? You tell me. Me personally, I don't give a shit about blocking at all whatsoever. Like not have a not out of a, a tight end in a league that we're every year moving more and more forward uh into pass happy offense. So but yeah. They did it again. Back to back. Back to back. Wow. Good times. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and I will see you.